Hi, I'm James Abbott. I'm the founder of CoHub, and you're listening to The App Guy. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, The App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, The App Guy. Welcome to another episode of The App Guy podcast. I'm your host. This is Paul Kemp. This is the show where I go uh, around the world and sometimes go to California. We're in San Diego today where I am talking with a great founder, a great uh, app entrepreneur. In fact, uh, this founder has the uh, one of the most successful apps, most popular apps uh, for real estate investors. So we're going to learn about his journey and how he got to grow this uh, very successful app. It's called the Deal Check app. Uh, you'll find full show notes at theappguy.co episode 489, where you can go and uh, uh, download uh, the Deal Check app or go to dealcheckapp.com. But just before I start the show, let me first of all thank my two sponsors, excellent sponsors. First, TopTal. TopTal will offer you a no-risk trial period of up to two weeks with the top 3% of developers and designers around the world. Get access to this wonderful network by going to toptal.com forward slash pool, toptal.com forward slash pool, all lowercase, and go and get that risk free trial to get access to the world's best developers and designers and also to gummy cube gummy cube are great when it comes to app store optimization highly relevant and highly important for any app founder go to gummycube.com gummycube g-u-m-m-i-c-u-b-e gummycube.com say you came from the app guy podcast and you can also ask for the founder dave bell and uh, he will look after you thanks very much to gummy cube for sponsoring the show now let's get into the episode let me introduce uh, Anton Ivanov. He is the founder of this very popular app. Anton, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Uh, thanks, Paul. Great to be here. Great to have you on. Uh, so, well, first of all, you, let's just—I uh, often go around the world. Uh, San Diego. Uh, you're based in San Diego. What's it like? I currently do live here. Uh, I'm actually originally from Moscow, Russia. So I've had quite a quite a bit of traveling. Uh, in my life uh, but for the last few years I have been living here uh, I love it it's a great part of um, United States great part of the world uh, really boring climate not, <laughs> you know, not, nothing really happens here just kind of same temperature throughout the year uh, but you know, growing up in snow for the most of winter and into fall and spring this is a, a good change for me so, so you need to be uh, in San Diego, do you feel, to be an app entrepreneur? Is it, is it led to a lot of your success or is it just, uh, you know, like a, a byproduct of where you happen to be based? Uh, you know, I wouldn't say location played a big part. Um, more kind of the things that happened to me that led up to it. Um, but we, have, we do have a very, uh, it's a small but growing kind of high-tech industry in San Diego. Most people think of San Francisco, Silicon Valley for kind of tech startups, but we do have kind of a growing community in San Diego. Um, so that, that is good news for me, you know, if I ever want to expand and hire more people. Let's talk about the Deal Check app then, uh, because is important to your journey and we need to understand it. Uh, what is the deal check app? What have you built? 
Absolutely. Um, so if, um, you know, for people who are not familiar with kind of how real estate investing works, specifically with residential rental properties, typically if uh, I'm an investor and I want to buy a specific property and then rent it out and collect the rent, um, I need to perform um, analysis on the income expenses and the cash flow of the property to determine whether this is going to be a worthwhile investment. Uh, because just because a property looks good, is in a good neighborhood, uh, doesn't mean that it makes sense to invest it because it may not generate enough cash flow and have a very low or even negative return on investment. So it's kind of like the stock market where there are a lot of stocks, some of them sound great, but without doing the research, understanding what you're buying, you can potentially buy a stock or a rental property that would essentially be a money hole for you. Uh, so traditionally, real estate investors use the um, Excel spreadsheets, some of them that they develop themselves, or maybe they got it from a friend to kind of run all the numbers on every property and do this analysis, which isn't complicated, but it's a little tedious to do all the numbers by hand. Um, now, a couple of years ago, I was doing this, going through this process myself, buying a rental property, um, and I thought, well, you know, wouldn't it be great if I could just do it on an app because real estate involves a lot of driving around, looking at properties, talking to a lot of people. And I wanted an app that could run all these numbers for me, generate a complete analysis, uh, profit, income projections. Um, and unfortunately, I looked and I did not find anything that I liked. On uh, iOS, there was a couple apps that did similar things, but there were they lacked important features and they were also very expensive if you wanted to get all of the features unlocked. And on Android, there just wasn't anything at all. So that's where the idea for DealCheck came and it started as a rather simple calculator for real estate investors that can analyze any rental property or a fixer-upper for them. And it evolved a little bit since then, but that's essentially the core of what our app does. It, it's a tool that any uh, residential real estate investor can use to uh, perform what's called due diligence, run all the numbers on a property, and determine whether this is a worthwhile investment for them. What I love about this chat already, Anton, is that it rewards the audience, the apps to tribe listening to this, because we're getting to I feel like the best advice possible, which is look around the industry, whatever it may be, wherever the field is, and, and find uh, practices where they're still using Excel spreadsheets and, and solve the problem through the use of the app and, and scratch your own itch. So, so it must be much easier then for investors to use the app than, I mean, spreadsheets just seem so old fashioned. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's a big, um, especially in the U.S. here, but I imagine it's the same uh, in a lot of other countries. Uh, real estate is a very, uh, you know, technologically backward industry. So we, we've seen the tech boom kind of start in the late 1990s with the Internet and then into 2000s. And a lot of industries um, got a lot of uh, really good tools, tech, all, uh, the technology 
uh, to kind of almost revolutionize those industries and fields and really transform the way people do business. And kind of from my personal experience being involved in real estate, that is, that did not really happen in, in real estate and specifically with real estate investors. Um, a lot of them rely on spreadsheets, uh, really outdated tools. Um, and I think, you know, this is one of the probably few um, areas that still have a tremendous potential for technological advances just because it, you know, it didn't really happen. It, it wasn't a, you know, one of those hot niche markets that a lot of startups just jumped into um, and kind of brought their technology. It's, it's a more uh, boring, I would say, um, field. Um, but I think it has tremendous uh, opportunities if you're a tech entrepreneur or a small startup and you find a process like analyzing properties that's just, you know, kind of outdated, old fashioned, like you said, and can use some improvement to help people uh, do it faster, simpler, um, you know, mobile. Uh, I, th I think this is a great industry to be in right now. Well, let's help uh, everyone who has an idea. They may be a seasoned founder or they may be a, a first-time entrepreneur, appreneur. And uh, let's help them by understanding how you tackled uh, the, the the problem in a way. You, you had this great idea. You see that uh, people are still using spreadsheets to invest in real estate. And you, how did you move on then to build an app? Did you use your own funding or did you then go and start this as a startup and uh, go, go and get funding? Um, so interesting story. Uh, I'm myself a software developer. Uh, you know, that's, that's what I do full time. That's kind of been my career in the past. I never really got into apps. Uh, I mostly did uh, web application programming. Um, so when I had this idea for DealCheck, um, I actually decided to build the app myself uh, in my off time. And, you know, a lot of people look at app building as, as something rather complicated. And, and I guess in a lot of aspects it is if you don't have a background in software development. So I had that going for me. You know, I was a software developer. I knew what it took to kind of build products. Another thing that I did differently, uh, though, than a lot of app founders is I did not go the native route. So, uh, you know, if, if, the, if the listeners are not familiar, usually you have to use Objective-C to design an iPhone app. You need to use Java to build an Android app. So typically you need at least two developers uh, or maybe one very, very good developer who knows both languages. But at the very least, you're going to have to maintain two code bases uh, and you know, it's likely a result in more costs uh, during the development process. So what I did is I actually used uh, what's called a hybrid mobile app framework. Um, and in particular, it's the mix between Cordova and Ionic, uh, which uh, these tools allow you to build your mobile app just like you would a web application that runs in a browser. So you're using um, JavaScript, HTML, and CSS to build a single code base. And then during the compilation process, right before you upload the app to the app store, you can export uh, your code into the native Java for Android and native Objective-C for iOS. 
So what this allows you to do is actually put a prototype very, very quickly uh, because Ionic in particular comes with um, kind of pre-built themes, pre-built uh, layouts for your app. So you can download, you know, a sample bootstrap project and literally put a prototype together in a matter of weeks. Uh, you know, especially if you have some familiarity with software development, in particular web development, uh, like I did. So that allowed me, the, you know, my background and the use of this hybrid mobile app technology, which was very new at the time. Uh, this was about two years ago, uh, and it's still very, very new today, uh, but it, it received tremendous uh, attention, I would say, over the last year, year and a half. So it's getting a lot more popular. Um, but using this allowed me to build the first prototype of the app myself. Um, this was my first mobile app, uh, and it probably took me, you know, I would say about four or five months of kind of part-time work in addition to my full-time job um, to work on this app and actually release something that was usable. That, fascinating. So you're still working full-time, but this is a side project for you. Absolutely. Yes, this was this was a side project for me uh, for a very long time, uh, and uh, you know I, I wasn't earning any money on this, obviously, uh, for for a while. Um, so I worked on the weekends. I worked um, after after work, uh, and you know as far as funding, it really required uh, very very little startup costs. Uh, you know, my only costs were associated with paying the developer license for the Apple and Android platforms, um, w w which is less than $100 each, um, and then the cost of the uh, IDE, you know, the development software, uh, which is relatively cheap. So I did not have the traditional, you know, kind of tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars required startup costs at all. Uh, but, you know, I did invest my own time, which um, is obviously uh, m money, you can uh, say so. That that was my initial investment. It's very inspiring hearing your, your story already because a lot of people are listening to this and are in full-time uh, work and some are looking for alternatives and it just shows you can get a, a side project if you're passionate about the idea and you don't have to sort of break the bank in in delivering that side project uh, you can just do it uh, in your spare time and uh, it must uh, be a very good way of at least testing the waters with uh, the idea without um, taking too much risk yeah i th I, th I think it definitely is uh, what it allowed me to do is to put a working prototype together without kind of cutting my ties off with my full-time job um, because you know, no matter how much market research you do, which which I did, uh, you know, market research and judge demand, um, and I did a fairly extensive beta testing process, which we can talk about later, which I think was uh, fundamental to my uh, to the ultimate success of the app. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I, I didn't dive into it full time, as you can say. Um, I I did keep my full time job, so I had something to fall back on. Um, you know, at the same time, I think it alleviated a lot of pressure from me because if I was doing this full time, I would feel a certain amount of pressure to succeed uh, because if I didn't, I kind of lost my, you know, my potential income. Uh, so you can say I played it a little safe and it did take me longer to um, kind of ultimately get going. 
but it did allow me uh, the flexibility to test the market, test the idea, release the app, and start marketing the app um, without kind of you know having to live in my garage and uh, not go anywhere uh, because I didn't have the money to do it. Well, let's talk about then uh, the uh, launch and testing because I feel like we've we've saved a lot of the apps a tribe. We've saved them money now by telling them keep your job and uh, don't invest a lot of money. Uh, build the app yourself. This this is going to save tens, if not hundreds of thousands of, of dollars, maybe of pain. Absolutely. Uh, so the next one then is uh, wasting people's time, uh, and so y- y- your. Um, beta testing and your the way that you launched the app and got feedback then I'd love to hear that part of the story um, sure so I think you know everybody who kind of looked into app building knows that there's thousands I think hundreds even hundreds of thousands of apps um, so it is um, you know it is very very difficult to um, you know kind of find um, find a niche that uh, you can build a unique app for, so to speak. So I, I'm not trying to discourage you know, entrepreneurs from looking for them, but I think a lot of, um, uh, you know, a lot of people that I've met before, they, they have great ideas, but they kind of fail to do any kind of market research or customer feedback. They just think that I can you know, put an app together because I thought that people are going to like it. Uh, I'm going to throw it on the app store and it's going to make me millions or hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, you know, in, in, except for very, very rare cases, that's just not uh, what's going to happen. Uh, what I found is uh, the biggest thing that helped me succeed with DealCheck was 100% uh, relying on customer feedback to kind of direct the development of the app and which features I was going to work on. Um, So um, it took me, like I said, about four to five months to put a working prototype. It was a very basic version that I released. And then what I did is I I went out to some real estate forums um, where a lot of real estate investors tend to uh, hang out, kind of listen to each other's advice, get feedback. So I went to two to three of these websites and I I wrote a post uh, saying, hey, I'm I have this app, Um, it's going to help you analyze uh, properties much faster. And I uh, put together a group of about 100 beta testers consisting of real estate investors and kind of various various areas throughout uh, United States and some worldwide. I gave them the app for free, so at that point it was just there. Were, there was no premium version, no pro version. I just gave them the app for free, and I ran my beta test for a long time. It was, I believe, over two months, almost three months. We did this beta test where I did not uh, kind of focus on marketing. I did not focus on making any money because I did not even have uh, in-app purchases or or the price on the app. It was just free, and all I did was uh, communicate with these users usually about every two weeks every week some I talked on the phone uh, some I just sent out mass emails asking for feedback and I probably received dozens if not more kind of feature requests Uh, some were very 
uh, small, you know, very specific, some were very big. A lot of people um, thought the app was great and they had all these other bigger ideas for what the app could be uh, in the future, how to make it better. And I really took that to heart. And uh, that's, you know, based on that feedback, I developed my kind of production schedule uh, immediately and long term as well. Uh, and I really let the customer feedback drive what, uh, what they wanted from the app, what, what features they thought would make it better. You know, instead of kind of relying on my own experience, um, you know, to say well, what should be added to the app. Because uh, yes, I'm a real estate investor myself, but I feel like I'm just one voice and something that I might find useful other people may not and vice versa uh, so but a group of about a hundred beta testers really allowed me to listen to a wide range of feedback and and let the customers kind of direct the development um, so that was definitely a huge part in my success I have no uh, doubts about that um, I, I feel like the the direction of development would have been a lot different and the app success wasn't going to be as effective um, if, I, if I didn't do this phase. So I hope you're enjoying this episode with Anton Ivanov. It's time to thank my sponsors, TopTal. TopTal are great when it comes to finding the best talent. Now, really, if you're listening to this and you are a startup, you're a potentially a client for TopTal, you may want to ask yourself the question, look, we're looking for some kind of uh, talented developer designer. We need to augment our team. We need to get the right person who can pick up a project and just run with it. Well, then you just go to TopTal and they will be your trusted partner. They're going to find the ideal person for you. It's like being able to hand off this to uh, TopTal and they'll just find you somebody who's great. Uh, it's going to save you a lot of time, a lot of effort, and uh, they do a lot of handholding as well. And it, it's more of a luxury service. Uh, they will look after you, they will guide you along the way, and they will be a sort of concierge uh, to the deal. Uh, making sure that you find this right team, this right talent for your project, with, whether it's building an app, probably building an app, given that you're listening to this. And uh, from your perspective as a client, uh, you'll get a lot of value because uh, you will be able to do this very quickly rather than uh, the months and months it takes to maybe appoint a developer or designer uh, to be a part of your in-house team. And uh, you'll be able to find someone great because they have this very uh, thorough, and I mean very thorough, uh, assessment process so that they do end up with the best talent, the world's best talent. And so uh, I want to encourage you to get a risk-free trial with these guys. Uh, you can uh, try them out for two weeks. If it doesn't work out, you're, for some reason, the, the, the developer or designer doesn't meet your expectations. Uh, then uh, TopTal will cover the expense and pay the developer and designer because they're so committed to this process. They're so committed to ensuring uh, that they offer the best talent. Uh, so go to toptal.com forward slash pool, toptal.com forward slash pool. This episode is also sponsored by GummyCube. Now, GummyCube are the world's best when it comes to app store optimization. That is a term that you'll be becoming more familiar with, uh, certainly on this show. And what this means is that you optimize your app's position within the app store. 
and they help you by offering big data analytics. Now, this is not big data analytics from web search. It's big data analytics from the app store and they are the world's best and leading provider of big data analytics from the app stores and they use this within uh, their app store optimization process uh, they call it uh, data cube and it is phenomenal it really has been something that i mean they've grown as a company over the years uh, since they've been sponsoring the show and they really are the best and still number one when it comes to App Store optimization. Do go to a trusted company, do get this uh, done by the professionals. And also when you do go to gummycube.com, uh, do say that if you do use their services, say you came from the show, App Guy Podcast, because uh, I know Dave Bell, the founder, and he will look after you. Uh, thank you very much to GummyCube for sponsoring the show. Let's get back to the episode now with uh, Anton Ivanov. This is wonderful. We're learning a lot. So uh, you've got the now the app uh, after all the changes. It's three months further down the line in the story. Uh, what uh, then happened? Uh, and at what point did you know that you'd had success with this app? Um, well, actually, the you know the, so so after I finished making it, ran the uh, initial beta testing phase. Now we're looking about over six months into. Uh, kind of the whole process um, and at that point um, throughout the beta I kept adding more features the, the most requested features um, and then after the beta test was over and I was satisfied with where the app was at that point um, I still didn't quite um, you know, know how successful it would ultimately be. I, I definitely knew that it was useful. I got super positive feedback and I know people wanted more and I had a plan to develop that, but it was going to take me, you know, some time to add everything that people asked. Um, so, but after the end of the beta, I really went into marketing um, because, you know, kind of w once you start building mobile apps or really any product, uh, you will quickly realize that no matter how good your product is and how big the audience, for, potential audience for the product is, if you do not market the product, it is very uh, unlikely that you will succeed because, you know, unless, unless your product goes viral uh, based on um, kind of some event that happened, which is quite rare in my experience, uh, mar a good marketing strategy is absolutely essential. Um, I uh, so that's what I focused on and uh, for the first probably four to five months um, of my marketing campaign I did not ha really have a budget uh, you know I, I was still uh, kind of running on my own funds um, if, if I needed anything because I wasn't really making anything on the app because uh, there was no marketing hence there were no sales uh, so my initial marketing uh, tactics focus completely on app store optimization uh, which um, you know is, is a pretty well-known I would say field I think a lot of people still misunderstand it uh, but um, you know I read extensively on the subject on my own um, and I would say in, in about four to six months I was able to get my app ranking for extremely high-profile terms like real estate or real estate investing or uh, rental properties so these are like 
uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of volume a month search terms. And I was able to get there uh, in, in about, it took me probably four to six months on both iOS and Android. Um, and at that point, my downloads skyrocketed. And I would say that's when I knew that, yes, the, this app was, was going to be successful. I love talking about marketing. I'm speaking to you uh, on a week where I've helped launch two apps and uh, a relaunch. One made it into the best hot app of the week by Apple and the other one uh, made it into the top five in its category. Uh, so uh, I'm all for learning about marketing and uh, what uh, I, I've realized. Did you get any press mention then? Did that help you or, or was it all ASO? You know, I got a little exposure on some of these forums that I was in. Um, I did not get mainstream press, uh, but, you know, I, I, I was limited. I was doing this all on my own at that time still, uh, the, the marketing bit. So I had to pick my battles, so to speak. Uh, so I really focused on app store optimization. I was staying active on a lot of real estate forums that were really high traffic forums. So I did get a fair bit from there, but uh, honestly, uh, I'm just now getting into kind of uh, getting into the press, getting onto a lot of the blogs and kind of influencer marketing. So I'm just now to the point where I'm getting there, but my initial marketing all focused on uh, app store optimization and I kind of gave it my 100% and I felt like I was, um, you know, fairly successful for, for doing it for the first time. Uh, so I was happy with the results. Yeah, we're very honored that you've chosen the App Guy podcast as uh, one of the top influencers. So uh, that's excellent. And uh, I mean, so I'd love to, I guess, finish up before we say goodbye to you then, Anton. Uh, there are people listening to this who are inspired to get into the whole app entrepreneurship business. And uh, would you say like, you know, the, the, the whole um, process ha has been worth it in terms of all the time that it's, it's sucked up for you? Uh, and I'm guessing it's been worth it f financially. And, uh, what, what's um, been the best benefit for you? Been, it's definitely been worth it financially now, um, you know, looking back. But here we are about, uh, you know, almost two years since the idea came into my head. And I would say only in the last few months, um, can I say that, yeah, I'm making, you know, I'm making good money of this app. So leading up to it, uh, I was kind of running on fumes or my own funds, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I think that's an important reality of um, starting a lot of businesses and especially the app business. Um, you know, it's, I, it's very rare that I see an app go out, uh, you know, get launched and kind of get picked up super quick. It sounds like that's what happened to you. Uh, you know, which is which is great. You know, it means you, I think you did a fantastic job. That wasn't really the case for me, um, and I think it's not the case for a lot of, you know, apps that are, you know, you know, the, this is Deal Check isn't a viral app. It's not the next, you know, dating app. It's not. It's not something that's meant for a. Uh, kind of your average consumer and it's not a flap, you know, it's not Flappy Birds. Um, so it was a very niche app uh, kind of focused on an industry that was uh, technologically a little backwards. So pe people didn't really, you know, real estate investors aren't like looking for apps all the time. So um, its growth was more 
slow but steady, I would say. Um, and it was important for me during that time to, uh, you know, keep focusing on building the best product I could, listening to customer feedback uh, always. I, I still do it. I actually read and answer every single email I get from every user whoever submits a feedback request. You know, I'm not outsourcing this. Um, and uh, I think that has been the key to building a successful product is really make it customer driven um, and let kind of the users dictate where the development is going. Um, and I, I definitely think it has been worth it also in the sense that I know that I'm actually helping people. You know, looking at the thousands of people who have downloaded DealCheck and given me positive feedback, um, as you know, as an entrepreneur, um, it, it kind of gives you a good feeling, you know. And I definitely think it's not just about the money. Um, I think to be successful at making something like a product or performing a good service, um, a, a good entrepreneur should have a natural drive to want to create something uh, to make people's lives better, you know, help them do something faster, cheaper, more efficiently. Um, and if you really have that motivation to, to do that for people, I think that's one of the fundamental qualities that will make you very successful at, at really anything you do, but especially app development. Well, I love this chat. And uh, for uh, the Appster tribe listening, you can go to uh, epi- it's theappguy.co and search for episode 489 using the search bar and you'll get uh, Anton Ivanov. And there'll be links to Anton. I love the fact that we've been introduced via Steve Miller, a good friend of mine who actually uh, we all dream of. He, he retired and traveled around and lived on beaches for a while and, and has now gone back and, and, and is making a lot of money again. So it's uh, it's a great um, small circle of uh, terrific people we meet through this podcast. How best can people reach out and connect with you, Anton? What's the best way of getting in touch? Uh, well, if you want to download DealCheck, um, you can go to dealcheckapp.com or search for DealCheck, uh, one word, on iOS or Android. And if you want to personally get in touch with me, you can email me at Anton, which is A-N-T-O-N, at dealcheckapp.com. Uh, that goes directly to my inbox. I'd love to hear from you. Wonderful. And I want to give everyone a bit of homework now and just look around the industries and the, uh, I guess, the, the um, anything that's uh, high value uh, and anything that's still using spreadsheets because uh, there must be a big opportunity there. Thanks, Anton, for coming on the App Guy podcast and uh, all the best with the continued future success of uh, your app and your lifestyle. Thank you, Paul. It was great being here. Um, and I do hope that some of the people listening will um, you know take action and really take the time and the effort to realize their um, dreams and ideas into something tangible uh, and you know make it real okay so this is a long shot but hey i love this appster tribe audience and you know that there might be someone out there that can help so i am involved in the launch of an app it's really exciting it's going to be using a 3d touch in a very unique way and because of that apple are very excited but also steve wozniak has shown interest in the app as well he feels that it's really exciting the way it's going to change video editing uh, now 
He did say he would have a look at it and I want to know, has anyone got any contacts who could help us influence Steve Wozniak or someone, uh, I guess, of his stature? Uh, it's for an event and uh, we only need maybe one hour, two hours of his time, perhaps permission to record uh, his um, looking through the app or, or uh, just having a coffee with us in an event that's uh, hosted by some uh, top tech journalists. So just an idea, I thought I'd reach out to you. Please do email me, paul at theappguy.co, paul at theappguy.co. If anyone here from Apple or has any contacts who uh, has influence over the great was, then please do uh, let me know. And then that helps us uh, come at him from a couple of angles. But uh, he's, as I say, he's already uh, shown interest and uh, did say that he would uh, have a look at the app. So uh, what a great way to launch an app, hey, with... Um, the co-founder of Apple. And so just thought I'd reach out. Please do uh, have a think and uh, help me out. Thanks very much. And I hope you continue to enjoy this wonderful uh, show. And uh, if you do have any feedback, let me know. Thanks a lot. Bye for now.